0: Uh, welcome to Wednesday Night VBS. It's my pleasure to introduce Wendy Carth, who is a media specialist, retired Centerville Schools librarian, who is going to be making a presentation tonight called Thinking for Yourself about understanding messages and how to distinguish between fact and fiction and how to help children make that distinction. I have a feeling there will probably be some tips for adults, (laughs) too, about how to understand all these messages we're bombarded with every single day. So welcome, Wendy. Thank you. Good to have you. And the floor is yours.
1: Thank you very much for that nice introduction. And for those of you that are um, parents of young children, thank you so much for being here. I think it's important for children to know that not only do you feel it's important to bring your kids to Vacation Bible School, but also the fact that you stay here. And that tells the children that you think this is important. They may not say that to you, but they know that you're here and um, in, in their mind, they think that your support of um, just your presence here means a lot to them. So I guess in another, another way of putting that is that actions really speak louder than words. So you don't have to go on and on about telling kids how important it is to be here, just the fact that you're here gets your message across. For those of you that are congregation members, I just need to put this little plug in here. Um, Thank you so much for continuing to support the Boy Scout Troop 516. Um, My husband and I raised three boys here in Centerville. All three of them went through Troop 916. And I have to tell you that I just think it made a world of difference in their character. They are great young men, and um, not to brag, but I think a lot of it has to do with um, the Boy Scout troop that they met here and all the activities that you support here. So thank you for doing that. The other thing I wanted to say is, I know you don't wanna listen to me talk for an hour, So I'd love to have this be a conversation. So anytime you have a question or a comment or anything, please feel free to jump in. I literally can use all the help I can get. (laughs) So that being said, let's get on to our topic, which is media. What is media and why does it matter? Gay called me several months ago and asked me if I would do this and for those of you that don't know um, the year Gay retired from Normandy I was hired to take her place so I have to tell you it was big shoes to fill she was well loved and she did a fantastic job at Normandy so um, yeah she can be very persuasive (laughs) So, <laughs> I just thought, you know, she's asking, and I'd, I would be more than happy to do this this evening. So, what is media and why does it matter? We are bombarded daily with media messages from the time we get up, really, till the time we go to bed. And um, how do we deal with this constant influx of information. First, we need to know exactly what media means. Media is a means of communication that shares information. And of course, all these different kinds of media that we are exposed to every single day. Our job, really, is to become critical consumers of information. And in order to do that, we need to understand that all media are constructions of messages that the author wants to convey. So, of course, we have to figure out who the author is. All media has commercial implications. Madison Avenue is not going to spend the money that they spend unless there is a profit there. Um, Media also contains messages with social, political, as well as commercial implications. And they use many different formats to get their messages across. So what exactly could we say is media literacy? In order to interpret messages, we have to recognize all the different kinds of implied meaning in media. There are stereotypes, bias, facts and opinions, the author's intent, hidden agendas, and who exactly is benefiting from the message that's being given. As adults, of course, we are pretty adept at all of these skills. But I'd like this kind of conversation to really dwell on how can we help our children differentiate all of this different kind of media and figure out when they're being taken advantage of and what to believe and what to question. I'm not saying that we need to teach our children to be cynical, just good listeners and critical thinkers. I think that's the best meaning or best way to put um, the questioning of media. It kind of reminds me of about a year or two ago, my grandson who is five, um, he brought the Amazon toy catalog that comes out at Christmas time and I was busy in the kitchen doing something, and he said, Granny, would you look at this with me? And I said, well, Benjamin, why don't you take a marker and go through the catalog and mark the things that you're really interested in? Well, later when we sat down, every single toy was was circled. He wants that and that and that and that, so I thought, oh my gosh, this child needs to have a little help differentiating between you know, the old needs and wants thing. So what are the needs and what are the wants? So how can we help our children understand media? I think if we just kind of break it down into three kind of categories and have your children ask themselves, is this trying to sell me something? Is it trying to teach me something? or is it trying to entertain me? Now, a lot of the media will use two of those things together. Of course, we know that. So, I was thinking when I was doing this, what is a commercial that has always stuck in my mind as far as, you know, these categories? And the one commercial, that i remember and now i'm giving away my age this was probably 20 plus years ago i'm going to sing it to you (laughs) i know (laughs) i know cover your ears this one is from um where is it from um taco bell see if you remember this nine dimes nine pennies there's a special up at Taco Bell. Nine dimes, nine pennies, make a run for the border. All right, raise your hand if you remember that. No, oh, (laughs) there is one hand back there. (laughs) That is the commercial. And I'm thinking, the reason I remember it is we never went to Taco Bell. And I was thinking, I really want to go to Taco Bell, and no, we never went to Taco Bell. So that's the thing that kind of sticks in my mind as to a commercial that I should say, you know, it's definitely trying to teach me something, but it kind of en- is entertaining too, which is why I think it stuck in my mind. The smoky Bear, only oh, you oh, could put for yes. that forest fire. Yes. Remember yes. that from when we were kids. Yes. So. And the Doughboy. The yeah. Doughboy, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, with the little poking his belly. Mikey, oh, your cereal. Mikey will eat it. Oh, Mikey will yeah. eat, eat it. Oh, <laughs> that. <laughs> oh.
0: I've got one but it comes with a story. Okay. I grew up at a time where there still was local children's programming <laughs> on TV. Oh, yeah. And there was this fellow. Who dressed up as an elf who did a kid show every day this okay. in, the, in the Cleveland area and he would show cartoons and do skits and so forth And he was a really good actor and his sponsor was Salem potato chips I still remember that so he would do a live commercial every day saying how great these were they taste better than any trip you ever had don't tell your mother to go out and buy some yeah. and I you know I took it seriously enough to tell my mother to go out and buy some <laughs> And she was really wise in that she could have just said no. She said, oh sure. Oh, Go out, buy she some agreed. and you'll get, to, you'll get to see how they taste and so forth. So she bought some and brought it home and I you know, opened the bag, had some, and I soon realized these tasted just like any other potato chips. In fact, they really weren't that good. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, i kind of been had a little bit. <laughs> Your mother was so wise. Yeah, she was a a teacher, by the way. Oh, there you go. (laughs) uh, But that was kind of my...
1: A lot of um, commercials, I think, they they link their message with a song, as we, you know, learned from a couple of examples. And the one that stuck in my mind was the two all-beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, (laughs) pickles, onion on a sesame seed bun. And I had to do some research on that. And the research said you have to listen to something over 500 times before it sticks in your mind, which probably does not say a whole lot of good things about my, you know, not relying on media because obviously I've been exposed 500 times to that McDonald's commercial. So, anyway. Let's take a minute, think about the examples that we just talked about, and what is it that you think is the most ex- successful element in a commercial that makes you remember the message? What do you think it would be? A jingle? A, a jingle, yeah, because we had Toys R Us. We had. I'm sorry? The characters in the animals seem
2: to be catching people to look at. Okay. Um, sports figures, even though I wouldn't know them, I'd be right with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think now, so. My
2: children never watch TV. We didn't use TV in our home. But we did all this with cereal boxes. A cereal box for little kids in a grocery store at home is the perfect place to start. Like, why did you buy this cereal? Mm-hmm. Not that they had a big choice, but you know, the pretty people, the print, the, the color, the Cheerio bright yellow. It is a great way to teach young children, or work with them on what is it about the cereal you like, and it's never the taste, mm-hmm. something on that box caught the their eye. Of the box. Huh? It is. It's a gift inside. Well, it used to be yeah. you get yes. gifts, too, when we were young. Right. Yeah. But I found that, you can do that even with preschoolers. <laughs> they can that, look
1: at a that's box. a great point, they, yeah. they can look and be discriminating and, buyers.
2: You know, it's always a smiling person, and I hate to do this, but it's a pretty person usually. I mean, it's, um, excuse yeah. me, yeah, I was going to say that, <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> me. It's much thinner than I am I'm
1: a <laughs> Okay, so we—I mean, we—we've talked about all these different things. When I was doing some research on this, I found that these were the top ways that advertisers reach out to children, to um, get them to buy whatever it is they're selling. You know, we've—we talked about the music, the jingles, the sound effects. They even put laugh tracks in, so. The the message is if you buy this, you will laugh and you'll be happy and you'll have a great time. There's celebrity endorsements, you know, and they, because I can can tell these young people here, you know, they're going, Why would you keep a map? Just look it up on your iPad or whatever. I'm one of these people that I'm happy when I see a great big map. Yeah, it must be age, I don't know but you know I can say okay there's the United States and over here's this so I I like maps I still like maps I know my sons just roll their eyes at me but it's all right it's all right Um, oh you can stop a show or even during a commercial and then ask your child what do you think is going to happen what would you do in this situation? I think the thing that I would like to encourage with children is don't be just an empty vessel where you're always just, you know, taking in whatever the TV is giving you. You know, think about how how would I act or what what would happen in a situation like that? And I think it's always good to ask your kids, is this something that's fact? Is it fiction? Is it make-believe? Because sometimes I don't know if kids really know. Or
2: opinion.
1: Or opinion. Opinion's a big one now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I was going to say something, and now I can't remember. I think a good example of that is, just because you see it on the internet doesn't make it true. Amen to that, Linda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I even had a neighbor who was my age say something about our last election, and we said, Where did you hear that? I saw it on the Facebook news. We go, well, that doesn't make it true. <laughs> well, yes, it does. So. <laughs> Yikes. Even adults. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. Even adults. You're right. A lot of You're right. And I, I don't know, Cheryl might be able to help me with this one. But when we were in the library, I don't think Wikipedia was an accepted source.
2: No, we couldn't use it in Centerville. <laughs> it's okay. It Centerville didn't because it was so much, you had to have three, three places to get facts. And so when you wrote something, you had to have three sources. And, and we didn't have Wikipedia hooked up in our libraries.
1: Oh, okay, I don't, okay. I don't we think we it. did.
2: We had it at the high
1: school. Oh, it,
2: well, you, it was high not school, an acceptable. they get the
1: money. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're saying at the high school it was not an acceptable source. No. And, and there are a lot of sources that were out there that yeah, seemed good, you know, they had something that sounded like it was from a university and it was appropriate, but it wasn't. It was still fake information. So you have to be really cautious about where you get your information. Yeah, you do. I think with Wikipedia, people are able to add in information. Is that still, I think that's still the way it works. Is, I mean, you can use it for general information, you know, to say, well, what is this phenomenon, and it'll explain it. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to write a paper or trying <laughs> to do something, you uh, each article comes with citations. Go to the citations. Yeah. That's and they learned from school because they were the ones who taught me how to
0: use Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> they learned from school that you go to those citations. The most useful part for research is this list of citations so you can go back to the original source. Oh, I love this one. Is there a book connection? (laughs) If there's a book connection, get the book, read the book with your kids, have them compare the movie and the book, and then say, what was it that was different? did you like the changes you know did hollywood ruin it for you or vice versa so i really like that one and i think we already talked about oh ask their opinion of the show and make sure you listen i think the most important thing is the conversation that you're having with your kids so you know it's so easy i think as parents We obviously know more and it's so tempting to say, oh, but think of this and think of that. You know, let the kids get their opinions out and listen and then kind of go from there. Oh, here we are. Know your source. Who is speaking? What are their credentials? Who is sponsoring the presentation? And know your domain. Abbreviations, we all know the .com means commercial. And though, I mean, there, there are a lot of them, yeah. You know, the .org, the gov, and the edu, those are a little bit more reliable sources. So um, it's important, not only for you, but for your kids to know your sources. Remember, you are your child's best teacher. Model the behavior that you want to see. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about right when you came in, and I told you how appreciative I am that you're here, and just the fact that you're here tells your children that you think it's important. And you didn't have to say a word. Your behavior said it for you. Put your phone down. I can't tell you how many people I, I was, at my, son's, my grandson's baseball game just a week or so ago. And all the parents were there, hooray that they're there, but they're all sitting there looking at their phone. They're not watching the ball game. So, you know, it's really sad when the kid is out on the field and looks over. Did you see that, Mom? And there's Mom <laughs> looking at her phone. Yeah, or yeah, taking, taking selfies. In a oh, yes. in a restaurant, everybody's sitting around looking at their phone. It's I agree. Talking. They text each, each other. Well, they text each uh, other right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am liking this No Phone Sunday. Oh, I got to remember that. That's fabulous. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if um you all. Make it a habit of having meals together, but you know, if you could just put your phones down during your meals, that would be huge. Every week, there is something on the news about people losing thousands of dollars, And if you're like me, you sit there and say, "Oh, how can these people be so stupid?" And just a month ago, I fell for one. Duh! I gave my address out. I gave my, I did, I did it. I'll tell you what happened. I'll make this short. I went to CVS and I had a terrible experience and I was so angry when I got home, sputter, 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 telling my husband what happened. And, you know, like 10 minutes later, up pops a, how did we do? In, on email. And I'm going, oh, you were terrible, you were awful, <laughs> you know. And then they they kept saying, well, what's your phone number? When you know, what's your email? And all, and I gave it to them. And so now I'm unsubscribe, unsubscribe. So all these emails are flooding in, and I'm thinking, how could I have been so stupid? Because I was emotionally irritated. Yes, yes. So that's what happened to easy me. To do. It is. You get irritated. So I hope I'm not leaving you on an irritated <laughs> ending. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. It's been a delight. Thank you for participating. I certainly appreciate it. So.
2: And we send our hope for all these young people that they get their kids through. And- I know. <laughs>